This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker podcast, what is your name and where are you from? Hi, I'm Kendra Ramos, and I'm the Communications Director at Washington Trails Association. All right, well, I really appreciate you coming on short notice. Um, I just, I really wanted to get an episode out, and I just didn't want to drain on with myself and um, about this whole quarantine and coronavirus and um Washington Trails Association has been, I think, doing a wonderful job of keeping people updated and giving people ideas. Can you kind of just kind of go over how this week's been for Washington Trails Association? Sure. Well, it's been a wild week for all of us, I am I am confident. Um, but here at WTA, we've been really looking at how to – help people get outside um, safely with uh, sort of social distancing best practices and hiking. Um, And for us, that has um, been really important, uh, both from a, we understand the value of nature firsthand and like the power that both physically and mentally being outside is so important, um, more so than ever when times are stressful like now, Uh, but also really making sure that we help hikers be good members of a community where, you know, as hikers, we're used to being responsible for our own safety when we go out. Now you're really responsible for the safety of the community as well. And so what, what does it look like to practice social distance and hiking at the same time, um, particularly when there's some really popular places that folks are thinking about going? All right. Well, can you kind of describe then, um, I would assume that you guys have been, because I've seen some articles and such, uh, Mm -hmm. what would you consider uh, social distancing in nature? Yeah, so I I feel like I should start by stating the obvious, that I am not a doctor nor an expert on um, anything outside of hiking. Thank you. (laughs) So, me too. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think really... It's, uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of research and trying to figure out best practices from a lot of uh, different sources. And what it comes down to, I think, for hikers is really uh, staying closer to home. Like this is really, uh, you know, about making sure that you are in an area that you're comfortable with um, and not trying to put a strain on the more rural communities or further out in the backcountry where if something goes wrong, we're putting a strain on our emergency responders that are already working very hard right now. If you're going hiking with people, um, it should be with the folks that you're already hanging out with, so members of your family and your household. Um, It's not a great time to meet a friend up and go hiking. If you're doing a stroll together in a park, really thinking about what that six feet means, um, which is the sort of best practice social distancing number that we've gotten is sort of six feet away. So keeping that in mind. And if you are going into 
the backcountry really being prepared, uh, taking a little bit extra caution, uh, taking all of your uh, food with you, have your gas so that you're not having to make additional stops along the way, um, and really just sort of being cognizant about every place where you're likely to encounter folks. If you get to a trailhead and it looks busy, maybe now's not the time to go there. Have a second plan in mind or even a different time to come back. Well, um, have you guys uh, at – has WTA had any feedback from this? Are, are people heeding this advice? Are they are, – have you seen any trip reports or maybe some things yeah. through your social media about this? Um, I think it's a mixed – I think we're hearing a little bit of mixed pieces. You know, we're all learning as we go and things change so fast that um, it's definitely uncharted territory. Um, sure. we're, uh, we're definitely hearing that people are getting outside, which is amazing. Um, but there's room for us to do a better job as hikers, uh, both in terms of kind of being mindful of that six feet rule. It can feel really awkward and uncomfortable and particularly on trail, really thinking ahead as you see parties, like, is there space for me to step off? What does that look like? Um, and also remembering that uh, facilities are most likely going to be closed at the trailhead. So really being sort of prepared to deal with your own waste. Land managers are um, working hard and probably understaffed and also need that social distancing. So in terms of getting discover passes or stopping at ranger stations, those are probably closed as well. So I think we're still all learning what this looks like. And there's definitely been... Uh, challenges in terms of wanting to get outside and figuring out how to do that the best way we can. Sure. And I would assume that you're, um, that WTA is a go-to for, uh, I mean, almost everybody I know, and I would assume that that means also for some of those land managers, including the state parks, uh, county parks, that kind of thing. I mean, you, you have hikes listed on your website for all of those. So um, yeah. ha- do you have any communication with them right now? We have been talking to some of our partners at land management agencies and really trying to figure out how to be helpful. Um, and I know that every agency is handling it a little bit differently, and we're talking both in terms of people just getting out hiking, but also what that means for WTA and in terms of getting our volunteers out to do trail work. Um, and so we're in a lot of communications about how to do uh, what is best for everybody, and we're definitely hearing from folks that um, we could do a better job of dispersing and figuring out new places to go. I think that Washington is really lucky to have a ton of amazing green space, and it's a great chance to maybe discover a, a new kind of quick go-to spot close to home. Um, one of the things I've been playing with is on our app for the your phone's trailblazer there's a hikes near me piece where you can actually see sort of what is around you and we've been really focusing on adding more close to home opportunities so that folks can find those or going to through the hiking guide and really looking for more of those urban adventure opportunities where there's local parks where you can get out but 
not put strain on a trailhead that is, you know, popular in the summer. If it's popular in the summer, we're seeing it and it's relatively accessible. We're seeing people uh, kind of model that popularity now as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, What uh, what about I mean, you talked about the apps, you talked about some local trails and stuff. Um, I'm kind of wondering, would this be a good time for people to, uh, in a safe manner, obviously not directed by you, but I guess it's just me personally asking you, um, you know, I, I don't really understand how it works with closed trails or trails that just haven't seen a lot of daylight in a while. I mean, uh, as far as maintenance or anything, I mean, man, maybe those would be the trails to try to find right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I think that that's an interesting opportunity. I think that the challenge there is that if it hasn't seen maintenance in a while, it might not be your safest option. Um, and so in really trying to have folks stay within their kind of comfort and skill level, doing a, an unknown lesser maintained trail would probably not be my first recommendation. Um, but I think that uh, if you've had a trail that you've wanted to try or you have that sort of, I know in my sort of WTA, my backpack account, I have a list of a million places that I always think I'm <laughs> going to get to and I never do. Um, and it turns out that a couple of them are like wastewater treatment plants that are accessible right now and close to home, but offer really interesting opportunities that I just never make it to. Like this could be a good chance to check out some of those trails. Sure. Um, also, I, w- I would say probably a good idea would be to, as you're searching WTA and you're looking at these uh, trail reports and such, if you find a trail that doesn't have a lot of reports, that probably means there's not a lot of activity, right? Yeah, it does. I think there's also, we're in that challenging time of year where right now it feels beautiful, but it's definitely still winter in the mountains. So mm. it could also mean that it's covered under snow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so definitely like checking the weather, making kind of having a sense of what you're walking into is important, but definitely if you haven't seen a trip report, maybe it's worth doing a little bit more research and figuring out why that is. Sure. Um, kind of stepping uh, a little sidestep, what, what's what been happening with WTA just this year? Um, I know I've been kind of seeing some big things, and um, where are you guys at? What are you guys working on? Yeah, well, you know, we have really in the last, year started to think about how we can be more impactful as an organization like WTA has been around for 50 years and we do a lot of really amazing work from advocacy to getting volunteers out to do trail work and now we're really looking at how do we take all of these pieces and focus them in a way that can really make a difference in Washington and I think that hikers know that trails are feeling the pinch of the kind of high demand. And we want to make sure that trails are there for future generations of hikers. So in the last year, we refined our mission and our visions so that we're really focused on ensuring there's trails for everyone forever. And that means really starting to take a bigger picture approach at what does a sustainable trail system in Washington look like? So we're really excited that we're starting to ask some hard questions about what can we do to kind of create that trail system of the future in Washington and where, what is the role that Washington Trails Association plays in that? And what is the role that all of these people getting outside can play in 
being really advocates and champions for these places. So we're really excited to see what comes. And of course, had grand plans for the year. And <laughs> now we're taking a pause. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're right now we're really focused on helping people be safe, have the best information they can and uh, looking at trying to figure out how we can be ready when it's time to get back out, get back out on trails, uh, be ready with our crew leaders, with our volunteers. I think it's going to, there's going to be a, you know, things are going to get harder before they get easier. And there's going to be a, an opportunity for hikers to really step up and be there for trails. Like they have trails have been there for them. So we're really excited about thinking big picture about Washington's trail system and how to create a trail system that can stand the test of time. And now we get an opportunity to take all of that good thinking and look at it one more time and try and make it even better. <laughs> sure. No, that's, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, what do you, do you guys, uh, does WTA, I keep seeing you guys or, or you, does WTA, um, work through, anything to do with the um, land and water conservation fund? Mm. Uh, we occasionally um, either directly or through partnerships get a little bit of funding through the land and water conservation fund. And we have definitely been advocating for its sort of full funding and reauthorization work over the years. Can you, uh, can you kind of talk about what's going on with that right now? Or I mean, I shouldn't say right now because obviously things are really strange right now, but maybe yeah. talk about two weeks, two weeks ago, right? Um, I am not sure that I'm going to be able to do that for you, unfortunately. Okay. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. Is it, and <laughs> it sounds like it's... I have an advocacy director in my pocket. I'd be ah, ready, but... <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and it's not something you deal with directly, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I apologize about that. Um, no, it's great. There's a blog on the website on it. But <laughs> Oh, well, there we go. I'll put a link to that. <laughs> ah, no, no, I know. I'm sure. It's funny. I, I get that a lot, too. People are like, uh, oh, hey, I know you work with such and such... Uh, organization can you tell me about this or talk about you know that what's going on it's like i i can't read everything like i you know like we have time for all this right uh it's funny um all right well hey um kendra i just i just want to say thank you so much and i know that you're probably are you working from home we are it's um been a great learning opportunity for a bunch of nature lovers to figure out how to embrace video conferencing uh, mm. So <laughs> most of the WPA staff is at home staring at screens and um, trying to stay safe and grounded in all of this. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the chance to talk to you and uh, help hikers have as much information as possible because it's changing and it really is sort of uncharted territory for us all. Absolutely. And, hey, I'm really excited that my friend Emily is going to be on staff this summer. <laughs> So hopefully everything Wonderful. goes smooth. <laughs> All right, do you know Emily? I have met Emily once or twice, I believe, but I don't yeah. know her well. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's going to be great, and she's going to be in my neck of the woods. So, of course, I'm going to have to get in on some WTA work parties. Wonderful. Well, we are doing our best to make sure those move forward as soon as they can. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I encourage listeners to go to uh, WTA.org. Or, you know, any of the social media uh, that you guys might have, um, Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing, and follow along because it's uh, certainly going to be a great time to get out in the woods during this and after this uh, issue we have, right? Definitely, yeah. It's, um, 
even if you just sort of get in the habit of taking a walk around your neighborhood, that's going to get you ready to hit the trail when things are feeling a little bit less frantic this summer. And uh, once you're on a trail, then you're, that's your first step to becoming a champion for those places. And that is what WTA is most excited about is helping hikers really see the role they play in the future of all of this. So, All right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Cascade Hiker Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, Rudy at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall grass. Playing mandolin in a white dress. So come running when I hear that song. It could never be wrong. It could never be wrong. Where you want to run, baby, I'll run. I would leave this world for a beautiful girl if I could